0: even
1: that, it's behind you. Hi guys.
2: Hola. <laughs> hey.
1: Welcome to this week's episode of the 13th floor podcast. I'm Cece.
2: I'm Alex. I'm James.
1: And Alex is having some trouble today you guys. So if you randomly Whew. hear him disappear, he's probably off coughing up a lung.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Alex, yeah.
1: what's your deal?
0: Uh, I lost my medicine and so
1: Yeah, we went we went and got his medicine that he had long been overdue for filling. And then he took one pill and
2: it's disappeared. It's
1: disappeared. So Oh,
2: that's spooky. That's not good. Yeah. I don't know.
1: It's somewhere in the car, most likely. No, it's not in <laughs> the car. Okay, maybe it's not in the that's, car. i searched right. the car. I think that Alex accidentally threw it away.
0: There's a there's a chance that that could have happened. Oh, I've dug through the trash.
2: But gotta gotta head I back to the pharmacy with the sound of it.
1: Or yeah. maybe, maybe, it was taken
2: by G. Oh,
1: a gym. <laughs> yes. Wow. Well, James, what are we talking about today?
2: We're talking about genies, a.k.a. Jim.
1: Yes, and this topic was submitted to us by Kate. So, Kate, thank you so much for asking us to talk about this, because it mm-hmm. has been a very interesting and also, honestly, like, spooky topic. Because I was not expecting to be... Like, when I think of genies, I think of Robin Williams in Aladdin. Oh. But they're not like that in real life.
2: No, they are not.
1: Yeah, so I had some trouble with this one just because I was scared.
0: Mm. Mm. Don't, don't be scared. Have no fear. The G is
2: here. What? <laughs>
1: at, oh, my gosh. Uh, James. James. Mm. How is oolong doing?
2: Oolong malted. Oolong is a lot bigger. And oolong is uh, easily stressed out by light. So I'm sitting in oh. the dark.
1: Wow. Yeah. Wow, James. You do anything for, for little baby oolong. Okay, you say he got bigger, yeah. so compare him to the size of an object.
2: Oh. Um, I mean, toe-to-toe, it's funny. When I, when I got oolong, they were like a quarter, and now they're a little, a little bigger than a silver dollar. How
1: does that like? I don't understand how that happens. Like they they suddenly like burst out of their skin and then they're just larger.
2: That's the coolest thing about them. It's like Pokemon; they evolve. James. That's
0: wild. Do they, yeah. Are they just like compact in there and then they just pop out like a oh, sausage? It, it, and I bigger? would love
2: to know what that feels like at least once because it sounds oh. amazing. It sounds so nice to like you know, when you? They pop out of
0: your skin like a sausage.
2: Yeah, you know, like, imagine, like, think about how nice it is when you, when you lose a little bit of weight and your pants fit better. Now imagine that, but with every cell in your body, like every square inch of you. <laughs> they do oh, have like those nice. trash
0: compactors that like junkyards.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, right, I'm talking about after, the after, the oh. after part,
0: like the, the yeah, going
1: from uncomfortable Yeah, he to get bigger, to... he doesn't want to get smaller.
0: Yeah. Oh, right. I just thought he wanted like the sausage poppy.
2: <laughs> listen, um, listen, golly.
1: Alex. Let's let's not talk Gross. about sausages. <laughs> you you actually coffee.
2: made spiders grosser than most people already think they are. <laughs> um,
1: it's funny, James. We watched the movie Eight Legged Freaks ah. for Alex's MBM podcast.
2: It's ah, a classic. And.
1: Yeah, I watched it and I thought about you the entire time. So I was just like, I wonder how accurate this is. Would James be sitting here next to us Uh, saying that's
2: why you were texting me asking about the noises? I see. I sure was. it's, It's so weird to me that in like all fiction, any kind of giant invertebrate. Like, just makes a shrieky noise. It's so weird because nothing does that in nature at all. It's, it's, I don't know who ch- made the first choice for that. It was, I'm not complaining. It's good for, for movies, but what a weird thing.
1: Yeah. It was interesting. But James, I thought about you almost the entire time because I remember, Alex, mm. you remember when we went to go see X Men with James and he, first class, yeah. yeah, he talked through the entire thing.
2: I did. I did, yeah. I did. And
1: he told us all, and he told us all of the, scientific inaccuracies of each x-men oh they won't be able to do that because this, this, oh, yeah. this she should she
0: shouldn't be that she should be dragonfly
1: yeah i remember leaving the movie and thinking to myself i have no idea what happened to that movie but i know scientifically <laughs> that these characters shouldn't exist
2: oh goodness yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah so i wonder if we'd watched eight-legged freaks with james how much he would have taught us about spiders
2: Oh, uh, I would have been I would have been the worst person to watch that movie with, even though I think it's a decent movie. Yeah, no, that that wouldn't be good for anybody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, one other question for you. You sent me a picture mm. of Pumpkin with her head in the dirt. What's that about?
2: Yeah, very I don't flip and know. She's been renovating today. Um, I think she's finally got it how she wants. She's been digging all day and now she's tamped it down and it looks looks nice. Like what she's done with the voice.
1: <laughs> Way Ooh. to go. Pumpkin. At first I got worried. I was like, uh-oh, is this like Pumpkin's goodbye world? Like, I'll see you
2: <laughs> see you later? No. Okay. No, well, just was the digging everything up and putting it all back in different order. Well, that's- Are we going to
0: get like an MTV Cribs video from you? That's like a spider day? Uh, That'd be nice. That Man, would be nice. Less production
2: value. <laughs> so That was a weird laugh. What was that? I've never laughed like that before. Mm, That's your normal laugh. Well, James,
1: Jaime, I think it's time for an icebreaker.
0: Oh, let's do it. I
1: have one.
0: Oh.
1: And this is a very divisive topic. So I hope we don't upset any of our listeners with it. (laughs) When you're watching TV, subtitles or no subtitles go.
0: go. Oh, my God. You're right. It will subtitles. be. subtitles. No.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, subtitles. No, James. This
1: is why I wanted yep. this Gotta conversation because I knew that you guys would be on opposite ends of the spectrum.
2: Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm so shocked that you didn't go with the cliche. If you could have a wish.
1: <laughs> no, no. That's listen, like listen, mm. people people don't want to know about our wishes, James. They want to know subtitles or no subtitles. Listen,
0: listen. Yeah. I don't care subtitles. who you are. I don't care if you listen to this podcast since day one. If you watch it with subtitles, you're a psychopath.
2: What if it's somebody who. <laughs> so you can hear it better.
0: That is absurd. Completely it's absurd. True. You hear it better. And sometimes the subtitles are I ahead wish the world had of the subtitles. story, are ahead of what actually happens. And so you're reading the subtitles and it spoils it before.
1: I have, I've seen
2: that before. I have before. never had that experience. Yes,
0: absolutely. It, subtitles mm-hmm. are. Okay. I get it. A Christopher Nolan movie, you might need subtitles because the audio mixing is horrible. I get it. But that's probably the only exception. No,
1: I mean, the main exception is people who are hard of hearing.
0: Well, yeah, but they need it. That's different. Actually, like. But some of mine is my AC is loud. Okay. And so. James, you're not one of those people that are hard of hearing. Or like one oh. of those people that has like the little horn that they have to put to their ear, like an old timey. <laughs> I,
2: mean, I haven't seen those in a while. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah. I mean, sometimes we're there for a reason. They serve a purpose. I don't understand these like millennials of these. These poorly something. Oh, I mean, again, oh, it's, watch it it so I can sometimes. pay
2: attention and hear. I I, love I don't it. understand
1: I love how it. seeing the words at the bottom of the screen helps you hear better because yeah. for me personally, I am on Alex's side here. I think that they're a distraction, and I miss things within the actual visual of the television show or movie, which is why I'm watching. I want to watch. I don't want to read. See,
2: for me, it's literally like, you know, there'll be a scene, and they're all talking, and it's like, did they say this word or that word? And then you just immediately, you just glance down real quick, and it's like, oh, they said that. I never and have it. Like, this It just problem. It corrects it. Really? I never have this problem
0: yeah. hearing words.
2: Maybe,
1: but
0: may, I wonder. So, James, do you use the TV speakers? I do that. Might I wonder if that's it?
2: What the heck? Oh wow. man, speaking of hearing, who's who's making a bunch of noise in my critters? It, you know, oh, you're in the dark,
1: Severus. so it's hard to tell. Yep.
2: Yeah, it's Severus, though. Thankfully, oh. Severus is the only one that glows in the dark, so I, I figured it out.
1: Way to go, Severus. What a nerd, um, what a
2: bioluminescent nerd. Well, you know- um, but <laughs> hey, just.
0: Here's what I want to say. Oh, I wonder if the people that have subtitles on all the time only have TV speakers.
1: Well, my brother and sister-in-law TV speakers. have a
0: but they don't sound use TV. bar. Do they? I think so. If they do, we do you know, not it's ever funny need subtitles.
2: Sometimes, <laughs> very rarely, but occasionally, I will watch TV with my headphones, and I never need subtitles when I've got my headphones on.
1: James, maybe you just need to get a sound bar. Hey. Hey, Maybe. Christmas present yeah. idea for James, everybody.
0: Ooh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I well,
1: there. I think we could table this conversation. I'm sorry for anybody who might have been offended from Alex's take on the matter.
0: Listen, listen. You had it coming.
1: So <laughs> now I think it's time to talk about what we came here to talk about. And that is gin and genies. <laughs> So, James, I know you're going to start us off today because you're going to be providing us with just basic information about Jin and the history behind them.
2: Yeah, that's right. And, uh, yeah, they're a very interesting thing. And and they have some unique parallels with both angels and demons. And in some ways, this is a gross simplification, but you could argue that Jin are kind of like the... The intermediate stage between an angel and a demon, and more on that here in, here in a minute. So etymologically, there is a uh, Semitic root word, Jan, which just means to hide or adapt, which is an interesting combination of, of words. Like if you think about it, like hidden or adaptive, they don't sound very connected. Yeah. But what makes sense with regard to djinn in that is because one, they have non-corporeal bodies, so they're hidden. You normally can't see them. You can only see them if they want you to see them. And also they shapeshift, so they adapt what you see as well. So sometimes you don't see them at all. Sometimes you see them for what they are if they choose to reveal themselves. Sometimes you see a snake or a scorpion or some other desert creature and it's really a djinn. So it kind of makes sense in that context. But what's interesting, uh, even though they they come from pagan times, or it's believed largely to to be pagan, we don't know a whole lot about it just because there's not really a, any literature from from that period. We do know that people in uh, what are what are currently Islamic states um, believed in during during pre-Islamic times that there were malevolent spirits in the desert, and, and it was probably a good way of explaining why, you know, sometimes people went out in the desert and they just didn't come back and things like that. And you see this in Judaism as well with, with the, the term scapegoat, which literally people would send a goat out into the wilderness to uh, atone for the sins of the entire community. That's where we get the word, oh, scapegoat. I not know that. So the idea of, yeah, so the idea of evil spirits residing in the desert and being around unclean places and and shape-shifting into animals, and that's what you see. Um, That's something you see, really, in a lot of pagan cultures. Like, you could even draw a parallel. This is a little loose, but you could draw a parallel with Kelpies, for example. In Celtic mythology, they take the form of a horse, but if you try to ride said horse, lo and behold, it's actually got sharp crocodile teeth, and it runs you into the ocean, and it drowns you, and it eats you. Um, So you could kind of draw a parallel there that, you know, sometimes things that appear to be banal animals are actually evil spirits in the wilderness. And so that's sort of the original notion of what these jinn are. But then when they got uh, sort of co-opted into Islam, it explained away a very serious theological issue that uh, Islam has with with uh, Christianity even, for example. So in accordance with Islam and, and in accordance with Judaism, Angels don't have free will, and if angels don't have free will, they can't rebel, Hmm. and if angels can't rebel, then how do you explain demons, and so jinn sort of make up, they pick up the slack in this, because humans and jinn both have free will, humans and jinn can be believers or unbelievers, humans and jinn can be good or evil, depending on our choices and our actions, and so jinn are more often these malevolent spirits that we attribute in Christianity to demons uh, in, in the Islamic world. Um, and it's even believed by some folk that uh, people who are gifted prophecy or poetry or philosophy, in other words, what we attribute to a muse or a guardian angel, is also attributed to jinn Because as I said, they can be good or evil. So they can actually benefit you in some way or they can harm you in some way. And, and there are plenty of videos, by the way, of very scary possessions um, on YouTube that are attributed to jinn, not demons. Um, but the most notable instance of this is the concept of, of the devil in Islam. Because, again, you can't have an angelic devil because angels don't have free will. So Iblis is actually a jinn. And he refused to bow to Adam and Eve. And his argument was, and I love this line, because uh, jinn are created from smokeless fire and humans were created from earth. Adam means earth. And he said, why, would, why should a son of fire bow to a son of clay? So that was his original refusal, and that's what led to him being uh, Iblis, a.k.a. the devil. Wow. So I just think that's a really cool quote first of all and it's also a very fascinating view on on how how a being can become the ultimate symbol of evil in this context it's because they had free will because they were not angelic at all but they were a very beloved creature by allah so that's uh it's a very similar story but you know the the uh, entity in question has changed dramatically from an angel to a jin and that really is the big differentiation between a Gin and a human is is their original mm, raw material that they were crafted from. We have a corporeal body, and they don't because they were created from smokeless fire. And my absolute favorite thing about gin, which everybody knows about the whole wish element, which I'm sure you two are going to talk about a little bit further, but what's really cool about gin, it kind of has parallels, you know, I mentioned before with, with demons, um, and that's the idea of using them to get things that you want very similarly to how uh, people use demons in uh, Christian occultism. Mm -hmm. You know, we've talked about conjuration and things like that. Well, the same rules apply. And in fact, um, in in Judaism and Christianity, it's believed that uh, King Solomon used demons to create uh, the Temple of Solomon. Well, likewise, jinn are often captured in bottles by human beings who have conjured them, and they're sealed by the seal of Solomon, which, you know, again, there's that parallel that jinn are the, the real demons in, in Islam, uh, which, again, to reiterate, not all of them are evil, just like us. They have free will. They have the capacity to be good or evil. But the ones who are evil, boy, howdy, are they evil. Um, and they can be controlled as such through, you know, divine law. So, and that's where the, the seal of Solomon comes in. So that's, to me, is probably the most interesting thing about Jen is the idea of making use of them. Because again, like demons, very dangerous. You know, if you make try to make use of them and you make a mistake, you get possessed, you get killed, mm. the whole nine yards. So, you know, there's there's a, an issue there. And just like um, demons, they're often associated with haunted isolated graveyard-type places. In fact, one of Iblis' sons, Ghoul, hangs out in graveyards, and that's where we get the word, Ghoul, yep. um, is, is literally from that particular fellow. Oh. So, very neat. There's a lot of literature covering it. One of my absolute favorites is uh, The Fisherman and the Genie, which, that's a story in 1001 Arabian Nights, and it's a really fun story. It kinda reminds me of the fisherman who caught the the fish that grants wishes in the West. In fact, I wonder if there's even a connection. And that was really, when I read that a long time ago, probably middle school, that was my first uh, exposure, actually, to the whole idea of uh, using the Seal of Solomon to control supernatural entities. So it's a a neat little story, and I highly recommend, I'm not going to, you know, read it or anything, but I recommend people check it out, because it's a really fun story. Um, But it's actually one of the six a good word for that. It's it's a it's an important aspect of Islamic faith. Actually, is belief in angels and belief in jinn. So, and and there's actually it reminds me, funny enough, of of the Christian argument of how many angels can dance on the head of a pin. There's there's a lot of debate theologically within Islam about how it if they can truly enter a human body, like how the possession actually takes place. And similarly, there's a lot of arguments as to whether a person since we can't detect them with our sensory organs if uh if if they're possessing people on just a corporeal level or on a more spiritual level it's it's all really interesting stuff, and it's you know like like the the angels dancing on head of a pen it's not really something you can ever come to a concrete conclusion. I did not mean to be that illiterate <laughs> um and uh, <laughs> but most most Muslims do, to some degree or another, believe in jinn, and it's really more a question of, and this this ties hand in hand with you know some of those pagan traditions that have continued to live on. Twelve um, percent of uh, Muslims in Bosnia, for example, support offering gifts to jinn to appeal to them. Which, you know, again, that, that doesn't, uh, that, that feels vestigial. That feels inherently pagan in nature. And again, we're dealing with 12%. We're not dealing with the vast majority. But, but, but the vast majority of Muslims accept the idea of, of jinn existing. And uh, and actually, you guys are going to love this. Uh, a lot of cultures, uh, Islamic cultures, like in Egypt, for example, they attribute sleep paralysis to yep. jinn. So just as, uh, yeah, to me, that's, that's concerning, you know, just, you know, we, there's the night hag in so many other cultures, including actually, uh, in Islamic culture, there, there's the idea of a, of a night hag, but in, in some of these cultures, it's jinn, not, not a night hag. So ooh, that just spooks me pretty thoroughly. Well, when we, <laughs>
1: when we decided to, that we were going to tackle this topic, and I started digging into it. I started to get really freaked out because a lot of the articles that I read were like people asking for stories, like real life encounters with Jen that people have had. And yeah. a lot of people were like, you shouldn't even be talking about this because when you start talking yeah. about it, you know, you could.
0: Them out. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I'm looking forward to being done with this episode here shortly. So I don't have to worry about it anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, well, they're generally depicted as as pretty monstrous when they appear to human beings as is. You know, they don't look like the blue genie from from Disney. They usually have animal-like traits, body parts more in common with animals, just a really frightening thing. And, in in fact, if you do manage to uh, uh, kill a djinn, which I have no idea how you even go about doing that, usually the cadaver that's left is that of of a scorpion or a snake or something. Uh -uh. (sighs) Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, wow, great. Yeah, and uh, it's it's all neat stuff. And I'll just uh, the last thing I will I will mention in relation to Jen and and their historical mm, role is if you catch one in a jar, you can get certain wishes granted, just like in pop culture. But unlike in pop culture, if you make a a wrong move, if you do the wrong thing, it uh, it will definitely. You'll 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 be paid back for for capturing it. They are they are very uh, malicious when they don't want to be captured. They don't want to grant wishes, and they might even monkey's paw you with the wish itself. Yes, I think that's a
1: good segue into Alex's so. topic.
2: Yeah, yeah, you, you so kind of hit on some of
0: the aspects that I was going to mention, which I I, I appreciate, James, especially since I've got this little coughing fit going on. Um, uh, happy to help, <laughs> but um. Like you said, James, The Fisherman and the, and the the Genie was one of the first um, big pop culture stories. But w- oh, one me. of the ones that really came into play was the story that many of us are somewhat familiar with, at least a version of it, and that's Aladdin and the Magic Lamp. Yes. Uh, right? Now, the thing about Ma- Aladdin and the Magic Lamp is that while it's associated with a thousand and one nights and the adaptations of some of the stories within it's not actually from that or middle eastern folklore it's actually from Antoine Galland a or Galland maybe um he's a frenchman who translated arabian nights uh for europeans in 1704 and he took much liberation with his what? version <laughs> of the story. Um, um, we'll just say this. his translation was not faithful. <laughs> 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 um, oh, yeah. the, the original story didn't have the, the genie. it had like a, even a it even had two genies actually one came from a ring, one came from a lamp, uh, and it, had, it all culminated with a big final battle where Jin number two, where he rubs his hands together, Jin number one pops out of his ring to fight the bad guy, and it's just, it's it's complete chaos.
2: (laughs) It's Dragon Ball J. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: right? Like, 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 the reason we even get a second genie introduced is because after being trapped in a cave, Aladdin is warped by his ring genie back home, and his mom goes to clean a lamp. And then the second genie comes out.
1: Oh my goodness! Double
0: genie action. Good for that man. Um, and so a lot of our interpretation of the Aladdin story is from this interpretation uh, from Gallon. So we, we've we've ran with it now, and now we've seen really where it goes. Right. We we've gotten uh, the blue. Our big blue Robin Williams or Will Smith or Jeannie. Um, and like you <laughs> said, James, it's really, we've really in pop culture embraced the three wishes. And we've yeah. twisted around, like you said, the monkey's paw situation is a variation mm-hmm. on
2: Gotta the Jen's careful.
0: three wishes. And which I love the monkey's paw thing. I always think, oh, that's, that story is really good.
2: Have you ever read that short story? They are fun. No.
0: Yeah. 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 The short story is really good. Um, Do you know what a monkey's paw thing is?
1: I do know what it is. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, So, the thing about these spirits, like you all said, is in in Western culture, we we see these as fun, loving little guys.
1: They're here to help us. Sing wonderful songs.
0: Right. Let's jam. Let's jam. So, this is why I don't think you all should worry about genies.
1: How long have you been talking about genies?
0: You talked about genies when you're a kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. I also
1: absolutely loved the television show, I Dream of Genie.
0: Oh, that's yeah. a, and that was another one I was going to mention. Was, yeah. That's one of those shows that really embraced the idea of these genies giving wishes. I, Man, I used to watch that on Nick at Night. I
1: know. I have a vivid memory Me of myself. After Halloween... Uh, I was dressed up as a, a lion, a male lion, mind you. I had a mane and everything for Halloween. <laughs> and I came home, and I would always dump out my candy bag and sort all of the candy by type. And I remember just sitting and watching "I Dream of Jeannie while I did that. It's a good memory.
2: Oh,
0: that is a good memory. Yeah, I remember, man, that Nick at Night back in the day.
1: They had good shows.
0: Ooh, fire, as the kids say. They did. They as the nice. kids say. I, oh, I, it's kind of weird when I think about it, how many old TV shows I used to watch on Nick at Night.
1: Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah. Like, like when I look at it, I'm like, oh, wow. I was watching, like, 40-year-old
1: shows oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> regularly as a kid <laughs> of my own volition. And what was...
1: <laughs> I Dream of Jeannie, right. Bewitched, Gilligan's Island. of oh,
2: Bewitched.
1: Astrology. Yeah.
2: Oh. You know, I I dream of Genie, though, and this isn't me like putting on problem glasses and being like, you know, it's really sexist or anything (laughs) like that. But it it does highlight a a funny component of people sexualizing that particular element of folklore. You know, like this, the Genie is such a pretty wish granting kind of thing. And we see that like a lot of the medieval like you were talking about with Aladdin, some of the translations of uh Arabian Nights, thousand one Arabian Nights are the the inauthentic ones from the Middle Ages are just downright pornographic like they're they they like just went nuts with oh oh yeah, down there in the desert they oh the stuff they get up to and uh, and you even see it in our our modern view of the word. Harem, which we call a harem, like it's just idea, like just a whole bunch of uh, ladies that are like, you know, almost, almost like adoring sex slaves. When really a harem is, it's a place where men aren't allowed to enter, so that women and young girls and and the, and young male children, uh, with their mothers, can feel safe because they're not around a bunch of dudes. Mm, interesting. Yeah, that's that's my PSA. Oh man! <laughs> man what, watch that. Harim doesn't mean what you think it means. The more you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> actually, um,
2: actually, so
0: <laughs> we have <we've> seen Gollin's <laughs> influence throughout so, since seventeen oh four on genie. I mean, he is the one that actually coined the phrase genie in his translation. Mm-hmm. So he does mm-hmm. get a lot of credit for it. Now, when he was scrutinized about his adaptation of the story, he said that he may have actually gotten the story from a Syrian storyteller and adapted it himself, which is, you know, not really the way he got the rest of it. Um, anyway, since since then, we all like we've said, "I Dream of Genie," but also a big one, the Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. Is a big genie movie. I don't know if Cece doesn't. This no. is a Harry Housen movie.
1: I have not seen that yeah.
0: at all. Oh, man. Phenomenal. Right, right. Um, and then I, I'm not familiar with these other two, um, but Arabian Adventure is apparently a really good one. And another one. That's a new one. On and me. another one called Thief of Baghdad. I don't know. Oh, love Thief of Baghdad.
2: <laughs> Do you really? Are you serious? Oh my god, it's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah Is it like yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. an action-adventure type movie? Like, what is it, James?
2: Uh, dude, I don't even want to, like, say. You just need to watch wow. it. Wow. Does it, ha- Does it just have, like, some sort of Shyamalan twist to it? Uh, not that I can recall. Oh, <laughs> I mean, really, what I was most impressed with... By the way, I'm talking about the 40 version, not the 24 version. But what I was most impressed with was... Like just the cinematography and the way it tells a i mean it's like just a really compelling story. It's kind of like uh a thousand and one Arabian Nights meets the good, the bad, and the ugly in terms of like just you're you're stuck to it and you're watching the faces you're watching the action, you're watching you know people getting turned into dogs and by magic and crap. It's really cool it's <laughs> awesome um
0: but it really in in pop culture, genies weren't really treated as anything more than like
1: wish granters
0: wish granters until recently mm-hmm. more and more pieces of uh fiction especially in oddly enough i, I mean i guess this will make sense magic the gathering is sort of it, it does it right but also video games mm-hmm. are actually handling their gym a lot better than most pop culture and more faithfully in a lot of ways now they have mm-hmm. been Recent, recently branching out into horror movies, but apparently, almost every US or Western based horror movie focused around Jin is terrible. So, no luck there yeah. for, for the Genies. If, I hope you don't dream of Genie in the West because it's blue or nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> what about
1: um, we watched uh, Miss Marvel recently? We the did. Marvel show, and that kind of had it touched upon Jen.
0: Yeah, it touched about Jen. It also touched upon a lot of illogical things that happened.
2: Yes, it did. <laughs> it, did. it did. I remember watching a horror movie called The Jen, and it was pretty dang spooky.
0: Uh interesting. When what it? Is that the twenty twenty one? Oh, that's a newer one. Yeah, I didn't know
2: that yeah. about that one. It was it was pretty dang spooky, yeah. And there Ooh. was
0: a there was a show called Jim um, on. Netflix. It was an anime on Netflix that was really good. It was like two seasons. It's got mm. that weird CGI, but really good story and stakes. Just recommend that one. Man, mm. but yeah, that's it for me.
1: Wow, baby, good job. Thank you. Let me pull up my notes. Pat me on the back. I am. This is more like a conversation that we can have, but I'm going to share some stories of some real life gin encounters that people say that they've had, because James, as you mentioned, there are a lot of people in the world that do give credence to gin existing. And one of the things that I kind of took away while I was doing my research is how similar these are to other kind of creatures that we have talked about on the show previously with like other names, like shadow people. Oh. Um, <laughs> and you mentioned sleep paralysis. So I'll, uh, I'll share yeah. a couple of stories. I got most of them from a 2016 Buzzfeed news article okay. where a guy was basically like, I want to know your stories with Jin." People submitted them. Um, and this one was submitted by Timotope Barakat Lawal. Uh, mm-hmm. And she says, at my boarding school, we had a few cases of bullying. In one instance, a bully broke a chain on a student's neck. As Ooh. soon as that happened, the girl started to speak in a male voice, and her body contorted in strange positions. It was, uh, it said it was a djinn and had traveled from a faraway place. Meanwhile, the bully's tongue swelled and almost prevented her from breathing. Long story short, teachers were called into the room. Apparently, her parents knew and had gotten the chain for their daughter from a shaman. To hold the gin in oh which is absolutely oh. terrifying and that made me go oh my gosh gin can possess people
0: oh i didn't know that yeah. before i didn't so realize that I- Whoa,
1: yes it was very upsetting i said i don't <laughs> like that i
0: can't believe i picked this topic
1: great yes yes i can't <laughs> believe that we said yes we will do this um but My question is, why would parents buy their kid? Maybe, well, maybe their kid was already like being followed by a gin and that's how they kept it in.
0: I interpreted it as it it was the gin was already possessing her, but this thing kept it down,
1: kept it, uh, kept away.
0: Yeah.
1: I like the whole body contorting. Like I could see that in a movie. I don't like it one bit. So. Yeah, Yeah. another another instance. And this is something that I think is really interesting because, James, as you mentioned, sleep paralysis. A lot of the stories that people shared involved them being in their room and s- seeing them at night. So that yeah. made me go. ah. Oh. Um, this one was submitted by Sakana Blue um, on Facebook, and they write. One time, my mother-in-law was sitting in her bed. She looked over and saw a woman sitting in the chair next to her bed with long, pointy fingers and a face with sharp angles. Ooh. She was so frustrated and annoyed that the djins, they see them a lot in their house and are no longer afraid, just really annoyed by them, <laughs> that she reached out and grabbed the gin by its wrists. She yelled, get out. I'm tired of you. Get out. It started to pull its wrists away and eventually tried to bite her hand because she wouldn't let go. She pulled her hand away before it bit her and then the gin vanished.
0: Man, she told that, Jim.
1: Well, the thing that I, freaked me out about this is, like, you can actually feel them. Like, you know, when I think of a spirit, I think, oh, if mm. I tried to grab a spirit, my hand would go right through it, you oh, know?
0: Oh, you're a good point. Oh, I yeah. see. I didn't, think about, I didn't yeah. think about it that way.
2: Yeah, that's the scary thing about them is they're they're as corporeal or as incorporeal as they
0: want to be. Mm. Well, I like that you can apparently boss them around.
1: no. You don't want to box going <laughs> one around. Um, this next one I got off of uh, a website called Mongo Boss. And it was in an article written by Ra- uh, Ramiza Ahmad. And they write, a colleague narrated the story to me. She was sitting in her room in the evening when suddenly all the windows in her house started shaking with a lot of force. There was no wind outside and the force was so great that it couldn't have been caused by mere wind. She rushed outside her room to find her father in the next room. He's a man who was very learned in religion and has people come to him for spiritual help. He told her not to worry since the spirits that were outside were trying to get in, but they couldn't. How scary is
0: that? It sounds like he's covering for that big mm-hmm. fart he just ripped.
1: Oh my gosh, Alex.
0: It's not the wind.
1: No, this one. <laughs> this one could be explained by other things. But still, just the thought of them trying to get into your house is just a little spooky. Yeah. You know? And James, I guess one question that I have for you. Can they like for me, I always pictured them just being able to come and go whenever they wanted?
2: Ooh. Pretty much. I mean, they're bound by certain rules. It's it's not like vampire rules where they got to be invited or anything, but generally from what I've heard, uh if somebody's a true believer, Jinn who are evil are repelled by them, kind of like demons with with true believers in Christianity. And then jinn who are believers are not going to mess with people. So, yeah, they they do have a lot of power, but they also have constraints. Interesting.
1: Well, this this last one that I'm going to share uh, is probably the one that I find the most freaky. And I got this one actually off of a Reddit thread uh, submitted by Rob Can One Six Seven. And they write that at some point in my early teenage years, 13 ish, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and see a black figure standing at the foot of my bed. Somehow I knew it was a woman, even though I'd never seen her face. She would appear about once every couple of months. The first few times it petrified me. I'd sit up most of the night staring at her, which just freaks me out because it's like, how long did you stare at her? Like how long did she there for? Anyways, he (laughs) continues. Eventually I got used to her depending upon how tired I was. Either I'd go back to bed, tell her to go away, or try to speak to her. She would never respond. Occasionally, she would appear standing over me in bed. That was the most scary. Later, a friend of mine who was a qualified psychologist told me that, they, that there are various stress-related issues um, that can manifest themselves like this. My childhood was very stressed for different reasons, so I assumed that was it. The last two times I saw her was when I was about 25 years old, and again, seven years later, on my honeymoon, when my wife woke me up petrified that there was a woman in black standing at the foot of our bed. Ooh. I stared at the woman in black, then at my wife. I was shocked my wife could see her. I got up to turn the lights on, and she was gone. I didn't want to scare my wife, so I just told her that I didn't see anything. I've never told my wife this story because it would just scare her, and I don't think I ever will. I do ask from time to time if she ever saw her again, and she hasn't. And story. Ooh. That one made me go, holy crap. I don't like that one bit because yeah. I used to have very vivid like issues with sleep paralysis when I was little where I would see things like this. Yeah. So that one was a blast from the past for me, but also just like she could see it, too. Oh, yeah, it's
0: spooky. Yeah, yeah, that it's is very spooky.
1: spooky. But the things like the, the similarities that I see between Jen and other things that we've talked about is that uh, children and animals can apparently see them better than anybody else. It's very common for children to be yeah. like, oh, there's somebody in my bedroom. And then it's like, parents can't see it, but there's, you know, explained to be a gin. And then animals, too, just watching something walk across the room. So um, that's supposedly really common. They are especially active at three in the morning. Lots Whoa. of stories I read saying they woke up at 3 a.m. Yeah. and there was somebody in their bedroom. Well,
2: funny enough, that's the there's there's two interesting spooky things about that. Is one the argument that that's an inversion in Christianity? That's an inversion of when Christ was crucified, uh, which is why there's more demonic activity at 3 a.m. But also, and this is anecdotal, but I have talked to a number of people who have also had sleep paralysis, and it's crazy how many people i've talked to myself included where it happens at 3 a.m like it happens at flipping 3 a.m it's consistent yeah it's
1: uh, if yeah. i wake up and i look at my clock and it is anywhere between 3 and 3 30 i immediately get up and turn on the light i'm like all right i'm up i'm up if i go back mm-hmm. to bed i'm too scared
0: i just stop looking mm-hmm. at the clock so i can go back to sleep no
2: problem yeah
1: alex has no no worries in the world whatsoever I take all of them for the family. <laughs> okay, so third thing, they can possess people, which we've talked about, yeah. um, which is terrifying. Yeah. They do exorcisms for it. Um, there are a lot of bedtime stories, which we already talked about, and then also lots of shapesh- shape-shifting stories. There was another story that I read where a woman said that she um, that her husband got up and went to bed, and so then a couple, you know, a little while later, she went and got in bed Um, and then he wasn't there and she went back in the living room and apparently he was sitting out in the living room and he had never gone to bed so it was it was really bizarre so she thinks that the person that went to bed was not her husband yes it's spooky ooky and it's just the thing that I think is so fascinating about Jen is that they're they're tricksters kind of like they can be tricksters and it's just it's fascinating and terrifying, and I'm probably not going to sleep tonight. Really.
0: <laughs> that's okay. I'll get enough for the both of us.
1: Yeah, that means I get to to take care of Gwen when she wakes up terrified it's in the really middle it. of the night. She's yeah. been waking up a lot lately like, there's a, a face in the corner of my room. And then we turn on the light, and it's like a pile mm. of socks. And she's like, oh, oh okay. It's just socks. <laughs> I
2: <Yes>. see. Relatable. <laughs> but
1: anyways, guys, that's Jen genies.
0: Genies. Nice. Genie in the bottle, baby.
1: Any closing thoughts, James?
2: <laughs> uh if a gin asked you to let them out, just, just say no. no say no to genies.
1: And be very careful yeah. of making any wishes with a genie.
2: Mm, yeah. I ain't yeah. trust. Them. You know be kind of funny if somebody trapped a gin in a bottle of gin. Oh
1: James, look at you. Very, very ha haha.
2: <laughs> we'll
0: give it a shot next time.
1: No, we won't give it a shot at all. We're going to let the gin be the gin, okay. and we're not going to worry about them. We'll let them be.
0: Okay. Because you need
1: to respect them. That's something that I think people just really need to take seriously. You respect them. Okay. Yeah.
0: True.
1: Yes. So, anyways, <laughs> well, I don't know what we're talking about next week. What are we talking about next week, James?
2: We are talking about Spunk Spontaneous human combustion story. Oh, yeah.
1: Ooh. So I know that we've done a Patreon episode on this, so we'll have to elaborate more, find some more spontaneous yes. human combustion Ooh. tales. But that's what we're talking about next week. Um, Alex, who does our music?
0: Our music is by Grant Cookie. if can find music on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music. Can you listen to the music? Okay. So
1: until next week, you guys. We hope that you can keep, keep it straight. Yeah.